Well, welcome to Framework Leadership, a podcast about principles and ideas you can use today, you know, really to take your leadership to the next level. Exclusively now part of the SU Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University, and I'm excited to introduce our co-hosts for today's show, Brian and Gabrielle Boucher. Brian and Gabrielle are trailblazers in millennial leadership, as well as experts in, in really identifying and utilizing purpose. And, uh, and Brian and Gabrielle, I want to welcome you both to the show today. It's great to have you with us. Hey, cool. Thanks so much for having us. We are so excited to be joining you again. So uh, how's how's pandemic living been for, for the both of you? I, I have to say it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it's been an exciting journey because most of what we get to do is show up in rooms and hang out and speak with people. Right. And we miss that for sure. Um, but also, I think we've really seen this... Uh, this, this crisis more of a gift is an opportunity to, to grow uh, new things in terms of what we're doing and how we're helping people. So I, I think that's kind of been our perspective from the beginning is how can we turn this into a gift and an opportunity to help more people? Absolutely. I'm so excited about uh, this conversation today. I, I know this is a topic that almost every single person wrestles with, but so few find the answer uh, on the journey of wrestling with this. So I, I wanted to start off uh, by talking about the new book. It's called The Purpose Factor, Extreme Clarity for while you, Why You're Here and What to Do About It. Uh, so t- uh, talk to our listeners about the, the purpose factor, what it's all about, and what was behind uh, uh, this incredible work. Yep. Yeah. Well, purpose, I know, is a, is a topic really close to, to your heart as well. And purpose is a, is something that uh, Brian and I were both kind of looking for and at around the same time. And in our early 20s, everyone kept telling us, find your purpose, but no one really was explaining to us what that looked like. So I grew up a child in an alcoholic household where I became really addicted to achievement goals. Everything was about how do I become number one? And so I kind of checked off all the should do boxes where I did undergrad, went to graduate school, uh, just kept pushing through, getting to the point where even pursuing this idea of beauty to the point where I'd lost 25 pounds in two months, I had created this idea of, I need to appear like I have it all, all together when in reality I was falling apart. And so I remember I went and I traveled to find a mentor. That's a, a big piece of advice I always tell young people is stock success. Find ways to get in front of people who are better than you. Don't expect for them to come to you. Go and be in their presence. And so for me, that was a, a top leader um, in, in New York. She was one of the first female VPs at Deloitte. So I, I put myself in her presence, went up to New York be mentored by her. And we were having this moment talking about what I felt like my purpose was. And very kindly, she really acted like a mirror to really show me that I had no idea who I was and what I was doing. And so kind of at the same time, Brian was having his own kind of purpose crisis. Yeah, I was um, I was selling self-help products uh-huh. out of a one-bedroom apartment in South Florida. And uh, I remember, because at the time, that was right after I, I had gone through a divorce. I got laid off my dream job as a national journalist. Um, I had uh, an unresolved trauma from my childhood, a childhood sexual trauma under the age of eight. And all of this kind of created um, this tension, this frustration of what's my purpose? Because I had mentors too, like Gabrielle was talking about. I had mentors that say, find your purpose, find your purpose. And the dirty little secret was, is they didn't know how, they just uh-huh. said, do it, right? right? right that yeah. was a dirty little secret. <laughs> so I was, I was on this sales call and this lady was going on and on. And then she just stopped 
in the middle of her conversation and said, that's it. I can't buy anything from you. I don't even know my purpose. And I'm like, I'm with you, baby. I don't know my purpose either. And it was just this moment where I'm on the other side of the sales call. She's on one side and we just kind of went our separate ways. I just kind of encouraged her. But that night, I remember that night taking out a legal pad and beginning the process of asking, wait a second, this purpose thing has been entirely too emotional. I think some people think they need to get on top of a mountain and watch it and find it in a sunset. And I started writing down this idea that there's got to be parts to purpose and a sequence by which it can be discovered and and, and go through a step-by-step process. And that really began the journey of the next about week or two initially of prayer, meditation, coming back to this idea that there's parts to purpose. And it's kind of grown into kind of this mutual uh, venture uh, of Gabrielle and I to, to give people exacting clarity on their purpose, but also how to use it in the marketplace. Yeah, no. And that is, it's powerful. I mean, process is, it's a, it's a, uh, reflection process in many ways to really, uh, and on the journey to, to begin to discover. And I love how in this book, you both discuss how purpose is the difference actually between existing and really living, truly, truly living. And, and I know for a fact, there are so many people, especially, you know, even in our student community, in our university context that are wrestling with this idea of, of discovering this process or discovering what they're meant to do with their lives. And, and there's a quote in, in, in the book I love and, and, and I, and, or there's a quote that I love that, that I often use. And that's that quote from Frederick Buechner, um, that, uh, it says the place where God calls you is a place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger, um, meet. And I know purpose in many ways um, and calling are almost synonymous, but elaborate, if you would, uh, both of you, on how someone can begin that journey. As you just mentioned, you talked about process. How can they begin that process of, of becoming self-aware and defining their purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were really looking for our own purpose, we really spent a number of years studying everything from what ancient philosophers said, what popular religion said, what scripture pointed to, what modern motivators said, and really started to, to dig deep and looking at, is there something that they all have in common? What's the underlying truth here? And so what we discovered was purpose is actually about four different steps. And so the first step that we lead people through in the book is to discover what we call your natural advantage. Hmm. Now, your natural advantage is what you're naturally brilliant at. It's things that you do that other people are amazed with or impressed with or what you're known for without really thinking about it that much. And uh, that natural advantage is actually different than a natural talent. A lot of people say, oh, well, I'm not really talented. Well, Talent is really just saying you have a, an early propensity or an early ability to do something like I'm, you know, talented in sports or singing, but your natural advantage is the role that you tend to play. And so that natural advantage, you could be a teacher, someone who's always learning new information and instantly relaying it to other people. You could be a truth teller. So you're the one always asking why or wanting to get down to the, the meat of the matter. You could be a builder, the one who's always starting things, innovative, coming up with new ways of doing things. You can be a recruiter, the one who's always saying, hey, everybody, come and try this. Or whenever you have a a new person in your life or a new product, you're kind of always selling it. You can't really help it. You could be an overseer, which is someone who is constantly taking care of people or things. 
And, and so what we've done is really create a systematic approach to help people categorize themselves in a way that they get clarity on really starting off with who I am. I think sometimes this conversation around purpose is like, go out there and find it when in reality, it's all Starts within with us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it absolutely does. And it is Christians we're you know, convinced and we know and are empowered by the, by the truth that God has called each of us for a reason. And so it's getting down to the, to the crux of the matter, understanding who we are, number one, and who we're supposed to help number two. Yeah, that's good. And I, I think there's something, what you were talking about, how students or people, even in their, maybe they're in a 10, 20 year career and right. they're still asking this question, yeah. is there more? They get to this kind of door of achievement, open it up and all that's there is money and a mortgage, right? And they're wondering yeah. what's, what's beyond exactly. that. And, um, and, and I think it's a very powerful question because most people work for finances. They get on this path, take some tests, go to college, get a job, go all the way to retirement and, and hope to live this relaxed thing that they earned over the course of their career. But most people work for finances, but the goal is to actually have both finances and fulfillment ideally come from the same work. That's the goal. And, and it was kind of our heart behind what we wrote. But even, even more than that, it's this idea of purpose. I think there's general and their specific purpose. If we look at it scripturally, Jesus puts it into two commands, right? Which one of them the most important? Jesus responds, love God and and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, that's general purpose. Every day we wake up, we've got to go after those two things. Now, what's our specific purpose? It's specifically how we were equipped to love our neighbor as ourselves. How can we serve them? How can we love them? Develop a relationship with them so that we can introduce them to God. Um, I, I like to make that distinction because I think a lot of people get hung up in this thing where they feel like, yeah, I feel like I have a sense of purpose, but, but what is it beyond that? Because it's really hard to get clarity, set goals, set targets, get your life kind of in a sequence in terms of a path of execution. If you don't have a specific, a sense of your purpose in a specific direction. Yeah. So good. And, and, and it's a, it's, it's not a, a, a an absolute destination either right i mean it's not like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. oh uh, once i discover it then i don't have to worry about it anymore no it's it's actually right. constantly changing and evolving so that's mm-hmm. why that that system uh, is so important to keep you on target as to what's going on correct yeah yeah it's kind of like we kind of kind of a, the analogy we like to use is it's like a block of marble there's a statue right, inside right, yeah. and you're going to carve it out, but you've got to remove things to see it. And it's like a lot of people wrap their, think their purpose is their job, whatever job they have or whatever job they're pursuing. But purpose is vocation agnostic and your your job becomes the platform by which you live out your purpose to help others. I mean, for us, the, the definition of purpose is what you have inside of you to help others. And fulfillment is the result of helping others with your purpose. That's the two-part equation. And I think we get hung up in the target. Purpose is not the target. Purpose is the lens and the perspective by which we make decisions about our future. And there, from there, we develop targets. We develop steps and goals. Yeah, so uh, we're going to continue talking with Gabrielle and Brian here. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And here's a word from our sponsors. If you're a driven professional striving to expand your leadership and pack change at any level of your organization, Southeastern University's online master's degree in leadership is definitely for you. This program provides you the opportunity to learn in the context of entrepreneurship, nonprofit leadership, research, or organizational leadership. You can apply today at seu.edu slash apply. That's seu.edu slash apply. 
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, before the commercial break, we talked about how to define your purpose. And now I want us to uh, clear the air on uh, misconceptions that I think people uh, have about purpose. And I know uh, both of you have dedicated a section of the book to this idea. So if you would kind of dive into these myths and, and, and uncover the truth so that we can, again, provide some more clarity to those that are listening today. Yeah, I think uh, the number one myth about purpose is that purpose is passion or passion is purpose, as if the two words can kind of be used in exchange for them or semantically. But passion is really problematic. You know, passion can light that necessary fire to motivate you, but it can also burn the house down. It's just like a habit, (laughs) right? It can either build you up or it can destroy you. Passion, when you look at it, Oxford Dictionary definition is a barely controllable emotion, Hmm. So when people use things like, I want to do what I'm passionate about, I want to do this, you start to insert the meaning yeah. to the word and you're like, well, maybe you shouldn't be led by barely controllable emotions. I mean, <laughs> I, I think we could have barely controllable emotions about ice cream or, or right. things that would be tremendously unhealthy for us in large quantities. Um, so passion can be really misleading. And I think what's happening today, especially in a social media driven culture like Instagram, Facebook, is this idea of I, I only want to do what I'm passionate about. We've kind of overused the word passion, and really what we mean is that I like this, but we shouldn't make lifetime decisions on the backs of a like. Sure. You see, passion is a barely controllable emotion, but purpose is what you have inside of you to help others. And I think it's a a very powerful distinction because when you only want to do something you like, you know, translation, you say, I'm passionate about this, or I only want to do something I like you may not be willing to put in the hard work or their sacrifice or go through the tough things. So when things do get tough on the path to achieving your purpose and using your purpose to help others, you may back out when you need to press through. And so passion can be tremendously misleading. I think there was actually a venture capitalist who said that uh, if if you only want to do things that you're passionate about, it may be a better indication of laziness uh, (laughs) than than anything else. So I think there's a huge misconception around the word passion and purpose. Um, And And the other one is um, we talked about five of them in the book, but another one that I hear a lot of folks construing for purpose is duties. This sense of, I need to take care of my family. I need to, you know, my, my purpose is my kids or, or my spouse. And although that's important, that's not your purpose. And uh, it's interesting. We were having a, a conversation doing a leadership retreat for one of our clients, which is the, the Navy. And afterwards, some of them, or it was during one of the breaks, one of the commanders came over and said, you know, I really feel like my why is my kids. And I think we oftentimes get these things confused of as why is your motivation for why you're doing what you're doing, but your why, the purpose that you have on the planet is not to just be a good parent or just be a good spouse. That's actually the bare minimum. That's to be expected, but that's not solely what you're designed to do. Again, uh, that, that relationship that you have the opportunity to provide for yourself or your family is a platform for you to be able to, to use your purpose. And so whether you're staying home with kiddos or, you know, taking care of a, of an elderly parent or taking care of your family and providing for them, that is all platform to use your purpose, but that in and of itself is not your purpose itself. And I think when you start to get freed of a lot of these myths that we think, that my, you know, my purpose is for later or my purpose is when I'm retired or when I have more time or when I have this job or when I get married, we're delaying the most important decision in our entire lives. And that is to discover our purpose and secondarily to decide to use our purpose every single day. How, let me ask you this about 
personality and purpose. Talk about that issue and, and how does that play in, 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 in your search? Sure. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there are plenty of kind of personality tests out there, whether it's, you know, uh, introvert or extrovert or, you know, Enneagram or strengths finders. Um, I, I think that personality doesn't necessarily inform the discovery of your purpose. I think it certainly informs the application of your purpose okay. and, and how you see using that purpose kind of in a platform. So one of the elements of your purpose we discuss is your pull passion. So Brian already talked about why passion is terrible advice to give people if you're just saying it's a barely controllable emotion. But one of the elements of your purpose is what we call pull passion, which is the problem in the world that you want to solve. And so that's where personality comes in because some people feel very drawn to solve the world's biggest problems. Like I want to take on climate change and human trafficking and, you know, absolutely anything I can get my hands on. That's a massive, big, complicated, sticky, hairy problem. Some people like really small specific problems like helping single moms redecorate their, their offices. Sure. And that's great too. And so helping people understand the types of problems that they are drawn to solving that pulls them. I think that's really where personality starts to inform the kind of application of your purpose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, clarity, it's, it's all about clarity, isn't it? In many, many, many ways and how you, how you bring focus. Clarity is one of the most important gifts that I think anyone can have. Um, and, uh, and, and, and there's a, there's a quote, it says it's, uh, it's a lack of clarity that creates a lot of chaos and frustration, right? It's, it's, uh, it's what kind of, gets us off track, gets us off course. And those emotions or those kinds of things are, are definitely poison to any, any um, living goal. That's for sure. Hey, uh, we, before we jump into uh, our fire round, and this has been a great conversation, uh, we're going to take a, another quick commercial break to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be back in just a moment. If you're a driven professional striving to expand your leadership and pack change at any level of your organization, Southeastern University's online master's degree in leadership is definitely for you. This program provides you the opportunity to learn in the context of entrepreneurship, nonprofit leadership, research, or organizational leadership. You can apply today at seu.edu slash apply. That's seu.edu slash apply. And we are back. Uh, I'm so excited for the next portion of, of our conversation because it's all about application. And that is, it is an important part of, of learning, listening, discovering. And, uh, and if we spend all this time talking about a concept and are not able to translate it uh, into reality, then, then, uh, then you know, we, we just don't want to waste the opportunity that we've uh, discovered in this conversation. So we're going to move into this fire round, I call it, and uh, where we're going to go back and forth to provide some practical application points. And we always try to do at least four application points. But I think um, one that I'm, I'm thinking through as I, I, I you know, read your material and, 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 and in our conversation, one apl application point is if your purpose is only beneficial to yourself, um, then I think you need to reevaluate your life because purpose is going to be others oriented in many, many, many ways in what you do. Your purpose should be about something so much greater than yourself. And if the purpose you, you, you carry isn't helping your context, it's, it's all about context and the privilege of the context that, that you're in. Sometimes I, I feel like you may not understand that 
purpose or that process of, of, of fulfilling that purpose. So I think being self-aware is, um, is so important and reevaluate. I mean, something that I do on a daily basis is literally at the end of the day, I think back through the day, you know, who did I have a conversation with? Who were the people that I met? What was the theme that kind of carried out in that? And what, you know, is there something that I can do, serve, create? You know, I, I try to reflect in a way that helps me to serve in that particular context, even if it's for a short window. Um, and, and that always helps me in, in, in that journey. What's a what's another a- application point that would be good? I think it's very uh, it's perfect for today, and that's focus is not about discipline. Focus is about elimination. Ah, um, yeah. I, I the thing I don't like about discipline, right? Because discipline has to do with achieving a result under sure. threat of punishment. That's one of the definitions, right? So for me, I don't want to associate this idea of punishing myself to live out my purpose. I don't want punishment and purpose associated with each other. So for me, focus is about elimination. I mean, Americans alone get hit with over 3,000 media messages a day, whether that's like through Facebook ads or right. billboards or things in their car, podcasts. And I, we live in a very uh, a loud world. And truly great things, truly great people get done at that 1% level of influence when people learn that it's about eliminating things in your life that are a distraction from using your purpose to help others. And that's where focus comes from, is to take away things instead of disciplining yourself to do the hundred things you shouldn't be doing. Um, so I think focus by focus is all about elimination is a big one for me. And every day for me, it's almost like at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, what can I eliminate from my plate to do more of, of what I'm meant to do for people? Yeah. That's good. Uh, I, here's another one I, I, I've been reflecting on a lot and, and make it a part of, of my process. And that is is surrounding myself or, or connecting with others who have similar purpose and being able to um, brainstorm, share ideas, uh, be encouraged uh, by, by their journey and and hopefully I can encourage them uh, with with my journey and and encourage each other in the way that you know how did you take risks how did you try new things what what you know so as you begin to fulfill purpose um, that you've discovered you are you are basically having conversation with others who have been there done that or a part of that or continuing to grow in that purpose and and I've always said you know early on don't make your purpose again all about about yourself but share your purpose with those that uh, are in your context in, in a, in a you know, pretty significant way. What, what would be maybe a, a final application? Yeah. If, if I were to sit down with you or any of your listeners over coffee and you're like, I just want to know my purpose. One of the core questions I'll always use is this. What was the most fulfilled day in your life? Hmm. Outside of the birth of a child or you know, marriage, but what is that most fulfilled day? What were you working on? Who were you working with? Hmm. What were you developing? Now, I I think that we all have uh, inside of us memories of being able to create something for other people, advocate on behalf of someone else. If you're a student, it could have been a project that you're working on. If you're in the workforce, it could have been an idea that you had that came to fruition or reward recognition that you received for a job well done. 
But if you look in your own life, there are these moments where you found fulfillment. And as Brian mentioned, fulfillment is a result of using your purpose to help others. Yeah. And so looking back in, in your own history books inside of your mind to look at what were those moments? What was I doing? And how can I replicate that on a daily basis by focusing on who I can help and what I can help them with? and utilize my purpose to be effective. I would like to add one thing to that real quick. It's this idea of the most, uh, the best thing in the world is transforming another's life. That's where, that's where the highest form of fulfillment comes from. When your purpose works a before after transformation on somebody's life, and perhaps you even have that person to come up to you and say, look, if it wasn't for you or what you did for me, and it transformed my life in this way. It's kind of like a workout commercial, right? right. Those stupid yeah. infomercials yeah. on television, there's <laughs> always the before and after. But but those before and after transformations, they are they, they create an effect where, I, I, think, they, I think Rick Warren put it this way one time in an interview, it was in a transcript buried way back in 2003, there was no video of it. But he said, if you'll transform lives, you'll have to lock the door to keep people out. Yeah. And I love that. That has been my number one primary business growth principle is that I'm going to transform as many lives as possible. I'm going to let others see those transformations and hopefully I'll have to lock the doors to keep people out because it's so good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great, powerful quote. Hey, this has been a great conversation and, and I'm telling you, I, I want our students to get this book in their hands. How, how can uh, our listeners get a hold of the purpose factor? Purposefactorbook.com is the best way to pick it up. Um, it's available right now uh, on Amazon and other retailers, of course. Uh, and that's the place to pick it up. Purpose and we've Factor been Buy. so excited about so much support of you know, folks like yourself. We've got great endorsements from mm-hmm. folks like uh, Tim Tebow, Tony Dungy, The Rock. Uh, the Rock. That was a little um, surreal. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little I surreal. bet that was. <laughs> Simone Biles. But, um, oh, wow. And I think it's really reflective of even the conversation that we're having right now, Ken, that so many people, especially during this pandemic, where yes. people have more white space on their calendar, they're right. wondering who am I and what am I supposed to do? And and I think it's really just been incredible timing. Certainly we didn't plan it, mm-hmm. but to have a, a, a book that delivers a system for people yes. to get extreme clarity about who they are and determine what they need to do next with their life. Yeah, and, and it is a book that fits right with our, our mission here at our own university, discovering and developing your divine design, and and uh, this is is and and we're we're all about creating system thinkers, um, and and this is a great system, and and so we're grateful for your voice. You've been on our campus, and and we want to continue to have your voice in our community because it is a powerful voice that brings what we need in in so many ways for us to uh, fulfill purpose that God has designed us for. So, Brian and Gabrielle, I want to thank you for joining me today on on the Framework Leadership Podcast. I'm thankful for your insight. I'm thankful for what you're doing. Uh, and, uh, and I know that uh, you have, uh, you've really encouraged our, our listeners today. So thank you for, for joining us on, on this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. You know, the, the bottom line, we're all created for a reason, and I hope that uh, all of our listeners will discover that reason so you can be a tangible solution to one of the world's problems and issues and challenges. So we'll see you next time on Framework Leadership.